Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you enjoy the episode, give us a like, share, follow, and uh, you know what? Why don't you stick around and listen to this one? So, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I have no question for this week. You got anything for me, Joker? This week I do. So, if you could, if you were offered a position to join the Bat Family, would you? Oh, 100%. I would, as long as it's a later member. That way, Bruce's teaching and person, personal skills are a lot better. Okay, okay. Uh, if we can add addendums to this, then yeah, yeah. I'd say after... At right? least after... Uh, after Jason. Definitely after Jason. After Jason, I'd join. Honestly, I'd probably still wait a couple sidekicks after Jason, too. But at least after Tim. You know what? Minimum. Tim's, I think, a good a good area in that to be. Because... Because Dick and uh, Jason, he was still a little, it's still a little rough with Jason, <laughs> and yeah. the, and the next one after him, and it wasn't so great. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, folks, that brings us into this week's character. We're dealing with the starter of his uh, apprentices, Dick Grayson, the first of the Robins. Woo. Okay. So let's get into a real world. So Richard John Dick Grayson is a superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Commonly in association with Batman and Teen Titans, created by writer Bill Finger and artist Bob Kane. He first appears in Detective Comics issue number 38 in April 1940. Yeah, he is, a, he is a very old character. Which actually, uh, if uh, any of you folks want to go back and re-listen to our Batman Golden Age episode, we actually did, did bring that up a little bit. Yep. And that, so that, that, the only, that's the only reason that didn't surprise me how old it is, because we've talked about it. Uh, as the original and the most popular incarnation of Robin, he, which he I argue he is. Honestly, yeah. When, when people think of Robin, it's like, unless it's a newer generation jumping in now most people are going to immediately think of Dick. Oh, 100%. Grayson being the first and honestly the longest Robin until he finally separated on his own. Like Everybody's going to think of Grayson because he, he was. He was the most famous. Oh, 100%. So, Batman's crime fighting partner in Tales of the Teen Titans uh, number 44 in July of 1984 the character, after becoming a young adult, retires his role as Robin and assumes the superhero persona of Nightwing, created by Marv Wolfman and artist George Perez. Not bad. It only took 44 years to get away from being Robin. Yeah. Dang. Wow. He held that, he held that title for quite some time. Okay, so the youngest in a family of acrobats known as the Flying Graysons, Grayson witnessed a mafia boss named Tony Zuko kill his parents to extort money from the circus that employed them. After the tragic murder, Batman, also known as Bruce Wayne, takes Grayson in as his legal ward and trains him to become his crime-fighting partner, Robin. Which we do get into a little bit more of detail of how that all happened. But yeah, that, that's the gist of how Robin became a thing. Which may, yeah. <laughs> Which I do like, minus obviously it not being Zuko. They did pretty much keep to that with the really crappy Batman film, you Batman Forever. It cracks me <laughs> up because like... I've kind of known of Robin's story, like original story in that. And it blew my mind like, yeah. 
it was weird how accurate they did actually yeah. stick to in that in that poorly made movie. I was like, because minus that they didn't get shot, and it wasn't Two Face. But other than that, pretty much everything else to Robin's origins is correct in that movie. Yeah, obviously also minus his age, but yeah, but yeah, you know, <laughs> had to do what you got to do. So he is written by many authors as the first son of Batman, as well as being Bra- Batman's crime-fighting partner. Grayson establishes himself as the leader of Teen Titans, DC's first team of teenage superheroes. And as a young man, he retires as Robin, takes on his super his own superhero identity, becoming Nightwing. And as Nightwing, he continues to lead the Teen Titans, the Titans, and later the Outsiders. He he was always kind of that that team player. I always love like his like. Even in moments where he doesn't want to be the team leader, he ends up becoming the team leader. Yep. I actually just recently rewatched uh, the Teen Titans Judas contract oh. where he comes back to the team. Yeah, just instinctively, he just like takes over again on accident. Right? <laughs> oh, God. That, that's a good cartoon movie, by the way, folks. Okay, so Grayson has also taken on the identity of Batman on a few occasions. In the aftermath of Batman Nightfall, he was not offered the role of Batman while Wayne was recovering from a broken back because he felt that Nightwing was a hero in his own right and not Batman's understudy. But after the events of the Zero Zero Hour miniseries later that year, Grayson temporarily fills in as Batman, beginning in Robin Volume Volume 2, issue number 1 in 1994. That's issue or number issue zero. number 0. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen it. I haven't either. Okay, cool. Okay, so, and extended throughout the Batman prodigal story, prodigal storyline in 1995. So Grayson would again assume the mantle following the events of Batman R.I.P. in 2008 and Final Crisis 2008 to 2009. As Batman, he moves to Gotham City following his mentor's apparent death and partners with the fifth Robin, Damian Wayne. That's how long it took him to really, and he never even wa- he never really wants to be Batman, but he just kind of takes it over because he knows the Bat needs to exist. Yeah, that was one thing. I don't remember. I think it was Bad Blood that I just rewatched too. Like Damien even makes a comment about that, about him taking over as, as Batman, and Dick's just like, "No, I don't want this. I've spent so long trying to get away from being the under Bruce." Which is fair because, like, ultimately, yeah, Nightwing is not Batman. Oh God! And, and no. honestly, Dick Grayson does not have the mental disorder and dysfunction to be Batman. Not far off, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but at least he's more self-aware and he tries to keep from falling down that route. I think it's because he watched what Batman became. Yep. At least Bruce is self-aware enough to not want to push that on him. He's just, oh, yeah. Batman looks in the mirror and he's like, don't let him become you. And that was definitely the one thing I think Bruce did right by all of the Robins, is he did try to keep them from being him. Yeah, despite the fact that it made him push a lot of them away because he's like, they aren't committed to the mission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robin's debut was an effort to get younger readers to enjoy Batman. The name Robin, the boy wonder, and the medieval look of the original costume are inspired by the legendary hero Robin Hood. 
Finger uh, Finger had named Dick Grayson after both the half-brother of Pulp Fiction character Frank Mirwell, also named Dick, and book editor Charles Grayson Jr. The costume was designed by Jerry Robinson, who drew it from memory based on Robin Hood illustrations by N.C. With? With? I apologize if I am butchering that uh, with. Yeah, we have no idea. We'll be honest. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, kind of makes sense when you look at the costume design and that. Right. It is very Robin Hoody. Oh, like, definitely. Like, like yeah. The, the shorts and all. Right. I'd argue, like, yeah, I'm like, I get you're going Robin Hood. I'm getting more Peter Pan vibes. Right. Honestly, I'm getting uh, Robin Hood men and tights vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, granted, came out way after, but. But still. <laughs> Ah, yes. Uh, Robin's origin has a thematic connection to Batman in that both see their parents killed by criminals, creating an urge to battle the criminal element. Bruce sees a chance to direct the anger and rage that Dick feels in a way that he cannot, thus creating a father-son bond and understanding between the two. Which was brilliant, because like that, that's what we will say. Is Batman upset, an obsessive, compulsive psychopath? 100%. Oh, yeah. But does Batman also realize... The reason he is that the way he is is because he one didn't get closure, didn't have anybody really teach him. He's trying to do right by somebody he saw in a similar position, and he didn't yep. want Robin to be him. And that was another one good thing out of that really crappy movie when he talks to Robin about killing Two Face. Like, okay, then you're gonna go out and kill another and another. When does it stop? Yeah, like don't do it. I know from experience what happens when you follow this road. Don't follow it. And it's one of those, like, as a lot of people always bring up, they're like, oh, Batman should just do the one thing, and that he's a, he's a hypocrite for holding the rule. I was like, no, he just knows that he he's an alcoholic, <laughs> Pretty basically. much, yeah. And that he's an addi- he has an addictive problem where he knows if he kills one, it's not going to stop with one. Which, thankfully, he has, except for Jason. He was able to I- implant that into everybody pretty well, that they all agree that... It's a slippery slope if you make that oh, step. Yeah. I'd say Jason and Alfred are the only two that don't adhere to it. But Alfred's like, dude, I was in a war, man. I like, was like, trying to stop Alfred is just a death sentence. Right? And like, Jason, well, he's a little mental, so. I mean, he did go through a Lazarus pit, man. Exactly. It, just, it messes you up. <laughs> it, do, it do be like that sometimes. So throughout the 1940s and 1950s, DC Comics portrayed Batman and Robin as a team Deeming them the dynamic duo, the most uh, one of the most iconic team names in. Honestly, not even just the one of the most. It is like the most. Oh yeah, like it's even utilized by other like comics and groups, and that yep. when they're talking about teams. Uh, so rarely, uh, so yeah, the dynamic dynamic duo, rarely publishing a Batman story without his sidekick. Stories entirely devoted to Robin. Robin appeared. In Star Spangled Comics from 1947 through 1952. So, I mean, it's not bad. He got his own run of comics-ish pretty early on. In for that, starting as a sidekick. I was going to say, that's pretty, like, only really seven years after his debut. Which is impressive, especially for one, the time. Yeah. The fact that it's a kid. And he wasn't, I'm sure while he was probably popular because of Batman... I feel like he may not have been popular enough on his own to have gotten that in seven years. 
But so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but for him to hold on to it for like what is that? Uh, four years? Five? Yeah, five. Five years in that that shows that like they because yeah they that was a gamble and it paid off apparently for it to yeah. last five years. As we saw with Rocket, he could barely get anything to last like a year or two. Like, come on, he went had ten comics in thirty years. <laughs> yeah, so. Im- very impressive it's as a sad character. that uh, Robin already outdid Rocket. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Okay, so let's get into the in-universe, and we are starting out with the New Earth Origins. Okay, folks, let's do it. Oh, wait, Joker, take us away. I read last. <laughs> so shortly after the tragedy of his death, uh, parents' death, uh, Dick was placed as an uncaring juvenile service system on the grounds that social services were full. He got beaten up by a number of inmates, and he was later sent to a Catholic orphanage. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had a very <laughs> rough early go. But it also kind of explains a lot. Yeah. Weirdly. It explains why he can take a punch so well. <laughs> also, like, oh, my God. Like, I knew this. Oh, man. <laughs> this. Oh, God. Oh, man. That is just rough. Okay, so Bruce Wayne would adopt Dick as his ward. Uh, So frustrated by the lack of attention from his new guardian and the mystery still surrounding his parents' death, Dick snuck out of Wayne Manor one evening to solve the crime on his own, only to stumble into Batman, who was also investigating the murder. I wonder why. (laughs) Because, yeah, he he was very much a, I'm going to go do this so you don't do it yourself. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out so well. Right. <laughs> so when Dick returned to the circus, uh, he was confronted by Zuko's business associate, Eddie Skeevers. Yeah, that just sounds like a bad guy. Right? <laughs> oh, man. on the Nail on the head. <laughs> uh, and Skeevers, who nearly killed Grayson, but Dick was saved thanks to Batman's intervention. After waking up in the Batcave, he is shocked to learn that Bruce is really the Batman. It's a bold move, Bruce. That's a bold no, move revealing your identity that quick. quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like mean, I mean, eventually it makes sense to bring him in, but, you know, maybe bring him in and just be like, hey, by the way, I'm going to have to blindfold you and take you back to Wayne Manor at some point. Like, maybe keep a little bit of distance until you he know he's on. He may have also realized that if he's sneaking out already, it's just better to drag it, bring him in. I mean, fair, but I'm just saying, like, man, you gambled a lot. But then this is also a guy who consistently reveals he's Batman to a lot of people. Do you want to know my secret identity? (laughs) So they succeeded in revealing Zuko's complicity, but he supposedly dies of a heart attack before before he's arrested. His 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 arrest. arrest. Before his arrest. Death note. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Light, you were on top of it that day. <laughs> so seeing a reflection of himself in Dick that he could te- temper uh, temper compassion with a thirst for justice, Batman made the young orphan the offer of a lifetime, the chance to become his crime-fighting partner. And Dick, you should have ran the other way. <laughs> right? Because, man, did that add some trauma to your life. Oh, God, yeah. Arguably, not even the worst. <laughs> Which is scary, because sadly, I don't even really think with Red Hood dying, I don't even think his is the worst. <laughs> oh, I'd argue Red Hood is not. <laughs> Which is sad when you think that he died to get his trauma. <laughs> right? 
So Dick would choose the name Robin and begin his training. Dick's first mission along the Dark Knight involved battling the Hangman in Gotham sewers and then Two-Face and the rest of Batman's rogue galleries at the Batcave. So can I just say that um, I feel like he should, like I get, like it's become a stable now. We can't not unsee the Robin concept in that, but I'm like going to pick another night timey thing like the bat. Right. It really makes you wonder why he chose Robin. Right, like go with like, Owl, maybe, or yeah, like we get we do go into how he chose Nightwing, which is actually kind of cool, but how he chose Robin makes no sense, right? Like, like, could you have explained it to us, guys? Go with Owl Boy, ooh, the possum, the bat and the possum, the bat God. and the raccoon. <laughs> so they swore an oath late, uh, oath late that night that they would fight together against crime and corruption, never swerving from the path of righteousness. Batman had realized for the first time that he did not have to be alone in his crusade. And then he proceeded. He f- and that's when the Robin factory started happening. Right. <laughs> I don't have to be alone anymore. Get all the kids. <laughs> so Bruce taught Dick fighting techniques and detective skills from a grueling six months. Uh, finally, Dick had to pass a final test, the gauntlet. Dick had to elude the dark night on the streets for Gotham for one night, from sunset to sunrise, without any outside help. Dick would succeed, simultaneously bringing Gotham gangster Joe Minette to justice. Dick, too, uh, took to the streets as Batman's full-fledged partner in crime-fighting, Robin the Boy Wonder. That is one crazy final test, though. Right? To avoid the bat for a night. Oh, man. That'd be terrifying. Especially as a teen. It'd be a little terrifying. I'd be very terrified. Also, just a side note, I never put it together until we started doing doing this episode. I love how they do call him the Boy Wonder because it kind of plays into his whole circus theme. Yeah. Like, I never really put that together until just now. I'm like, oh, kind of like he's on the trapeze still. Yep. Okay, so uh, let's get into Robin. Dick's first solo mission was stopping Mad Hatter in a sex trafficking ring while Bruce was indisposed. That is a rough first start for a kid for a mission. Isn't it, though? Like, holy cow, can we stop some petty muggers before we... You know, something about Dick, you should have gone the other way because here comes some trauma. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) So Dick enjoyed his first year as Robin, regarding the job as an adventure until a confrontation with Two-Face served as a rude awakening for a for the young hero. Because, of course, Two-Face is going to be the one to do it. Which is kind of fitting that they use him in the movie as his rude awakening, too. I was about to say, now that we're doing this, I'm like, huh, somebody did read the comics when they were making that movie. Yeah, now, now the more we read this, and the more I... Like, I've known a lot about Nightwing in his later years, but learning more about his early years as Robin... Really makes that movie a lot better than it originally was. Yeah, because like you're you, like yeah, they didn't do it a hundred percent of the source material, but they definitely were pulling aspects. Yeah, because they kind of combined his whole origin, his wake up call into one. Okay, now that I, movie I, might be. I'm about to rewatch that. I think I'm gonna have to give Schumacher a little more credit than now. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! So Two Face had captured the new district attorney and Batman, and had each suspended from a hangman's noose. Two-Face dared Robin to appeal for their lives, desperate Robin playing along, calling for uh, neither man to hang if Two-Face's next two coin flips both came up clean. 
at least he's smart enough to know Two Face. True, true. Two Face is definitely. Yeah. He's all about the the chance. Oh yeah, I wonder if Harvey Dent had a gambling addiction when he was before he became Two Face. Most likely, it's probably where that stems from. I'm guessing. <laughs> okay, so both flips landed in Robin's favor, but Robin didn't account for Dent, uh, Dent's obsession with the number with the number two. It was a twofold trap, and the floor gave way, dropping the DA into the water where the man drowned. Robin was unable to prevent his death and received a beating at the hands of Two-Face with a bat. Wow, that was a rough day. Well, at least it's a bat, not a crowbar. <laughs> that joke's going to make a lot more sense to some of you in a couple weeks. We'll get to that character next time. So this beating witnessed by Batman still tied up on the platform trying to free himself. Eventually, Batman would be able to free himself and apprehend Two-Face. This event, however, would scar the young crime fighter, and it haunted him for the rest of his life. Batman refused to let Robin go out with him anymore after the boy recovered because he didn't want to put him in further danger. Why'd you do it in the first place? Dude, right? (laughs) Like, you know the criminals you deal with. (laughs) Right? Did you not think that this might have happened? You should have expected it to happen. Right? So Dick would then have to prove again that he really wanted this life, demonstrating his competence and resolve. I mean, you got you got to say, that kid that kid don't know when, when to quit. Yeah, no. He's got, the kid's got grit and moxie. Okay, so let's get into the Nightwing version of all this. So Nightwing, Dick working with the Teen Titans, but his identity as Robin was no longer fit for him, and he's and he soon adopted a new identity, which makes sense. Because at this time, at this point, he was trying to get away from being under Batman's shadow. Because him and Bruce, their ideologies of how to go about crime fighting changed, and like were so separate from each other. It was like I need something of my own that is not associated with you. Oh, hugely. Have a problem? <laughs> hugely. They, they're very, and they do have very different ways of going. Oh, yeah. Things. Uh, and also, just like, it's one of those, like, yeah, the Robin title, that is Batman psychic. Nobody is going to probably take you seriously if you may keep that title when they know who who technically should be around. Exactly. And it's like, and you, they know what the name Robin implies that, one, you're not alone. And two, you're not competent on your own. Yeah. And so even if you are like, no, I'm out here on my own, at that point, you're just not going to get respected. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, oh, what? What, Big Batty let you out on your own? <laughs> Taking the train and wheels off? Yeah, so I don't blame him for wanting to get away from him. A hundred percent. So uncertain what to do, he would turn to someone he knew would understand, Superman. Very briefly, Dick had considered giving up the whole crime-fighting gig, but he couldn't imagine life any other way. But if he couldn't be Robin, who would he be? So uh, Superman would have the answer. Long ago on Krypton, a man was cast out by his family just as Dick had been. Uh, he had dreamed a world ruled by justice set out to protect the helpless of Krypton. His true identity was never revealed. He was only known as Nightwing. So he totally took up the mantle. And that's actually where, if I remember correctly, his original flary blue and gold costume comes from, too, is a nod to the Krypton Nightwing. Really? Yeah. So it was very 80s-esque Nightwing costume. <laughs> Which, yes, uh, anybody listening to this right now, 
Take a second. If you have to pause, pause. <laughs> look up original Nightwing. Because it was very 80s. Oh. Maybe even 70s. It definitely was on that border of like when disco balls ruled the dance floor. Yep. But yeah, that was supposed to be a nod to the the Krypton fighter. Oh, uh, that's a that's kind of, I actually didn't know that. That's actually pretty cool. Well, I, I like that. So the post uh, post crisis version of Grayson had him become the first and only Nightwing with his costume partially inspired by his father who at one time wore a circus costume that was a variant of colleague Boston Brand's Dead Man costume. Which actually, yeah, I can I can see the similarities. For those of you who don't know, Dead Man is and that. We may do an episode in the future of the character, but he was also a performer. So that oh, that's kind of a cool connection and tie-in. Which, I guess technically he also isn't officially the only Nightwing. There was a lady, really? there was, it was a very, very short-lived term, but there was a lady, Cheyenne Fremont, who had a very, who basically stole the idea for her costume off of Dick's. <laughs> but yeah, she was Nightwing for like, I think it was like a night or two. Huh. So it was very short reign, but he was not a, technically the only Nightwing. Okay. Mm. Oh, God. It's kind of cool. Totally had to use that as, use that phrasing just so I could bring that in. <laughs> <laughs> you would have done well as a lawyer right sir sir i would like to retract that statement it is not the only my god you love to argue oh yeah oh yeah i'm irish <laughs> all right take it away so when all his teammates were captured by deathstroke the terminator uh and delivered the, to the hive dick assumed a new identity of nightwing and helped to free them and with a new ally and future titan jericho Okay. So Nightwing had finally moved out of the shadow of the bat and would lead the Titans through some uh, some hard times. Dick endured brainwashing at the hands of Brother Blood. His relationship with Starfire would suffer due to her marriage of uh, marriage of state. He would be deeply affected by the fact that Batman trained a new Robin, Jason Todd, only for him to be seemingly killed at the hands of the Joker. Yeah, he didn't take... It was definitely like the older sibling finding out his parents are about to have a new kid. He did not take it well there was a new Robin right off the bat. I'm not going to lie. I 100% believe that. And then I think it was just compounded by the fact that he the new Robin died. It was like, okay, you, you couldn't keep another Robin. You couldn't successfully keep him alive. You, you fail. Kind of, I think it was the thought on that one, too. Yeah. And then also just having relationship problems with Starfire. and Yeah. To be honest, like, okay, I'm not saying it's all his fault in that, but Dick Grayson's kind of a dick sometimes. He's also very much a playboy. Yeah, 100%. He, he would be... I would put his Playboy status up there with like uh, Tony Stark. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Completely honest. Hundred percent. Like he is definitely. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. I think his longest and most consistent and successful relationship was Barbara, uh, Batgirl. Which is really sad when you find out some of the things that he did. Yeah, they had a lot of rough patches too. They did. Ninety percent were his fault too. 
Yeah. I'd say, actually, I don't know if any of them were her fault. <laughs> I'm sure at least one probably was in the long history of their relationship. <laughs> but definitely it's one of those like, like okay, one time. What about all these things, Dick? <laughs> Scoreboard. <laughs> Scoreboard. <laughs> so I want to add in a fun fact. Um, in the Justice League issue number 69. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I couldn't even finish it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't hold it in. Yeah, so for a fun fact, in JLA issue number 69, Batman admits that Nightwing is the best and only person he would pick to lead the JLA. Which is says a I lot think... when he'd pick him over like Superman, Wonder Woman. Which I feel like they kind of was a good nod to. Uh, if anybody out there wants to check it out, Young Justice is an amazing show. Oh, God, yes. And especially in later seasons, they do kind of like show that and... Kind of hint at that. They definitely do, which is really cool. And they, they definitely show a lot of his progression later on in the series as an, as more of an adult. Yeah, more of an actual leader who's getting involved and having yep. to take on responsibilities. So, yeah, no. And, uh, like, he he is the better Batman. Yeah. Honestly, I think he would make a good Batman just because he would be – he has – He's seen the mistakes that Bruce made. Exactly. So he knows what not to do. Exactly. Okay, so that all being said, let's get into powers and abilities. Okay, so acrobatics. Grayson is a prodigious natural athlete and master acrobat. Possessing a peak human level of agility and acrobatic skills, he is regarded as the greatest human acrobat in the world. He is one of the three people in the world who can pull off a quad, a quadruple flip, which I'm assuming that's a lot. Well, that's four flips. Okay, so he's also a computer hacker. Uh, he's skilled driver. Uh, Scapeology. Due to his training with Batman, he possesses extreme, extreme skills in Escapeology. He was able to escape a maze before the Flash could. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive. Okay, so he's also skilled with firearms. Grayson is also skilled with firearms as he was trained by Batman to do so. Odd. Well, I feel like it's one of those where Batman chooses not to use them. It's still good to know how to. True. Well, because some of Batman's... Especially as often as they fight aliens. So he doesn't break his rule. (laughs) Also, like some of Batman's tools and equipment are formed in the style of a gun because it's Arguably the most effective aiming tool. Exactly. Like, so it's like, it makes sense it, that, yes, while he doesn't like using guns, per se, that he would still train you how to use them. Also, it's good to know how to use them so you can take them apart. That, too. And then just, yeah. Okay, okay. No, you know what? Now that we have that little talk, <laughs> makes sense. So he, uh, Dick Grayson also possesses genius-level intellect. He has vast knowledge of different fields. He often shows this when in use with the... Uh, with his detective skills. He was intelligent enough to build his own night night car, build a build and program a tech glider, and also mentioned he can fool a polygraph. Uh, that's not that impressive. Foren- forensic science and criminology. I was going to say, everything else on that list is impressive. The polygraph, I'm like, eh. I feel like, though, for the average person, not so easy, but... If you know how to do it, I, it's I, simple. I guess fair. <laughs> okay, so he has also indomitable will. 
Like his mentor, Grayson has a very strong will. He is able to resist Scarecrow's potion fear toxins. Potent. Oh, potent fear toxins. I feel like either one could have been <laughs> right, but you're, you are correct. That was potent. <laughs> so uh, he can resist and overcome mind control from Brother Blood and the Groom. Huh, I don't know who the Groom is. I'm gonna have to yeah, look. I don't really know that one either. I'm going to have to look that one up then. I know Brother Blood. Okay, so he was even a candidate to succeed the Green Lantern, Abin Sur. I don't know which one Abin Sur is. I want to say he was one of the Red Alien ones. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, we talked about him in, actually, I think both Green Lantern episodes, to be honest. Oh, uh, okay. I think I remember him. But still, that's... You know it says a lot about your will when you're considered a candidate to succeed a Green Lantern. Yeah, very much so. Okay, so he also, uh, intimidation. He is skilled enough to get Scarecrow, who only fears Batman, to talk and during his uh, end during his time as Batman. Yeah, during his, during his reign under the cowl, he was able to get the Scarecrow to talk. Impressive. So, also, he has a, he's a skilled investigator. Moving this down. Uh, investigation. Grayson is a master detective and has been said to be second to Batman. He was able to solve a riddle by the Riddler before Batman himself even figured it out before becoming Robin and has been shown to solve mysteries and cases at a speed that even impressed his mentor. Barbara even commented that he was able to solve four cases in America's Most Wanted. Holy cow. In a single morning and solved a homicide case that went unsolved for 14 years. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, he was also able to de deduce clues Bruce left in the manner that suggests he was traveling through time. That's impressive. That's also like it a really huge, is. It's also just having an awareness of your surroundings constantly. For the last one, yeah. That one. But all the others, I, I was like, no, nah, I want to shorten this, but this all just shows just how impressive his investigation skills really are. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, no, no. Like, the fact that, one, he could beat Batman at a riddle impresses his mentor and how fast he was solving things. Like, that right. says a lot about his skills. 100%. Okay, so leadership. He is also a brilliant and experienced leader with su uh, super superlative team skills. Having served as a leader to the Titans, the Outsiders, and even the Justice League. Yeah, I think that one was a pretty short one, but the fact he still led the Justice League. isn't It's impressive. Also, uh, martial arts. Grayson is a master martial artist. Having mastered several arts after studying under Batman, Richard Dragon, Wildcat, and the Bloodhaven Police Academy. His fighting style has an emphasis on Aikido and es Eskrima. Eskrima? Yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. No, I actually don't think I know that that's, one. That's uh, using the two sticks. Oh, okay. So the Eskrima sticks. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, he is considered second only to Batman fighting skill, as he has been able to take down Arsenal, Ra's al Ghul, Red Hood, uh, Shrike, and has stalemated the likes of Cassandra Kane, Ka uh, Cheshire, and Deathstroke. Deathstroke has stated that Dick is one of the best fighters 
that he has ever seen. He is proficient in various martial arts such as Aikido, boxing, Eskrima, uh, Hapkido, Kido, Jet Kun Do, uh, Judo, Jiu Jitsu, uh, Karate, Ninjutsu, Sembo, uh, or Sambo, uh, Savate, Stick Fighting, Taekwondo, and Kung Fu. Which that is a huge assortment of different Which martial granted, arts. It's also like a third of what Batman knows, but still, still impress, still <laughs> impressive. Also for Deathstroke to give that like comment. Oh yeah, like Deathstroke ain't no slouch. The fact that he could stalemate Deathstroke. Also the fact that he can also beat Ra's al Ghul. That says a lot too. Now, Ra's al Ghul, who honestly even once said that Bane's fighting style is too um, structured to the point where there's no unpredictability and There's a I, lot about the acrobat then yeah oh yeah Razal Gul has stated that Dick Grayson's sword fighting skills are very impressive for like like for oh, Razal yeah. Gul to state somebody's sword fighting is impressive that's a huge compliment oh god yeah okay now let's get into multilingualism. okay Dick is of Romani descent and was raised to speak the language Having had the finest education as Bruce Wayne's ward, Grayson speaks fluent English, Spanish, Japanese, German, Russian, Farsi, French, Swahili, Swahili, Swahili uh, Mandarin, Kikuya, Italian, Cantonese, and is possibly fluent in other languages. He can also stand, uh, understand American Sign Language. Uh, he has some knowledge of alien language, uh, alien language of Tamaran. I mean, I would hope so, since he dated the, the Starfire. One would hope, but you know. Okay, so peak human condition. Due to his training with Batman, Dick Grayson's body is, a, is at the peak of human condition, almost on Batman's level. He is also classified as the finest human athlete. Saying something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also an expert in stealth. He is capable of breaching very high security facilities without being detected. He can even sneak up on Batman himself on occasion. Grayson is also skilled enough to even sneak away and keep hidden from speedsters like Jess, uh, Jesse Quick. That is both impressive. Be able to sneak up on Batman and, and evade a speedster? Yeah. Especially the Batman. It's like, how do you sneak up on that man, right? Yeah, like, so many of these points, I'm like, I want to shorten these so it's a little quicker, but it's like, just so much of it, it gives such great examples of just how skilled he's become. He's impressive, man. Uh, swordsmanship. Grayson has bested the master, so- uh, the master swordsman, Ra's al Ghul, in a sword. We just talked about that, yeah. Like, yep. And, yeah. And that says, that says loads. Oh, huge amounts. Throwing. Grayson is skilled in throwing modified shuriken wing uh, wingdings. I love the name. <laughs> as a gr- he would come up with that name. Oh yeah, uh, but he's skilled at throwing these to hit thugs at a great distance with his eyes closed, despite occasionally giving them heads head starts and even disarm others with his wingdings. I love. They're called wingdings. I feel like they fit, especially his Nightwing persona, perfectly. Oh, 100%. Also, I'm not going to lie, kind of just makes me think of a pastry. Yeah. They sound like pastries, don't they? Kind of do. 
Man, I could go for a ding dong right now. Okay, let's wrap this up and get out of here so we can eat. Uh, So weaponry. He has displayed high expertise with various weapons, including shuriken, (laughs) wing dings, and batarangs, uh, throwing knives, paired uh, staves, and swords. I mean, he's just very well versed in weaponry. You know, his Esker mistakes, the bow staff. Granted, nowhere near Tim Drake's level, but <laughs> still not unimpressive. Yeah, no. He, I definitely feel like he being the first Robin, compared to what it seems like with the others, he was he learned a jack of all trades. But not only did he become a jack of all trades, he became a master of all trades. Oh, 100%. Just like, just like Bruce. It's kind of how somebody broke down how each one of the Robins – takes up a different skill set from Batman. I'd say Dig is probably the most well-rounded one. Oh, yeah. That definitely, he, he, he could have been the next Batman. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the reason he's been the next Batman a couple of times. Yep. Okay, so take us away, Joker, and let's hear the other media. Honestly, this has probably been one of the longest other medias we've had in a long time. <laughs> I'm already looking at it. Dang. Because as long and because these are just the versions of Robin that Dick Grayson appeared in. That's not including all the other Robins. Which I, get, I think we'll be getting into later this month. <laughs> so in live action TV, he appears in the 1966 Batman TV series and its movie offshoot, played by Burt Ward, who also reprises his roles in Legends of uh, Superheroes in 79, and also makes an appearance in the sixth Arrowverse crossover, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Which is awesome that he still made an appearance this this long in. Oh, that's cool. And he still, a lot of his animation roles as Nightwing, or as Robin, are voiced by Burt Ward. Really? Yeah. He he still voices a lot of the Robin stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. Awesome. Heck yeah. Like when you got the guy who originally played Robin still voicing him. It's kind of like Kevin Conroy and Batman. Honestly, that was an amazing thing they did. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, he also appears in the live-action uh, TV show Titans, which starts as Robin, goes into Nightwing. It's actually a really good show. I need, For as dark as it was, it does very well. I think I only made three episodes in, then something caught my attention. That sounds right. <laughs> ADHD over here. <laughs> So in animation TV, he's in Super Friends, Batman the Animated Series, The New Batman Adventures, Teen Titans, The Batman, Young Justice, Teen Titans Go, DC Superhero Girls, and has an uncredited cameo in both Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. So uh, about the uh, Batman Animated Series, fun fact, when uh, the, the reason they aged him up in there is because uh, similar to the comic codes and that in cartoons, they couldn't have a kid in dangerous situations. Which makes sense. Just a fun little thing I thought I'd throw throw in there for that. Definitely. So in film, in live action, he appears in Batman in 43, played by Douglas Croft. Batman and Robin in 49, uh, 49, played by Johnny Duncan. He is in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, played by Chris O'Donnell, who I will still die on this hill that I wish he would come back as Nightwing. You know, I agree with you because... Because he still looks young enough, I think he could pull it off. I agree. And honestly, I thought he did a great job in the in the subpar movie he that really- we're finding out <laughs> is a lot better than we thought. <laughs> right. That and, like, Chris O'Donnell's Nightwing. Uh, Jensen Ackles' is Jason Todd. Oh, yeah, let's just uh, bring 
wow, I can't think of his name. Michael Keaton is Batman. Mm. Like, bringing back certain characters that have played these versions of characters, I think would be awesome. And honestly, like, they all kind of would fit, depending on which timeline we're going with. Exactly. Uh, he was also set to appear in a spinoff movie after Batman and Robin with O'Donnell reprising his role, but it was canceled. Probably because the movies didn't do so great. Yeah. Uh, Batman. He also uh, appears in Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. In 2018, Snyder elaborated um, that the vandalized Robin costume was originally supposed to belong to Grayson. Until some, I don't remember what exactly had changed that, but yeah, it wasn't supposed to be uh, Jason's, which makes way more sense that it's Jason's. What are you doing, Zach? What are uh, you doing? A lot of bad things. I remember somebody had the audacity to tell me, it's like, he sticks to the source material. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He glances it. Don't tell, don't tell me. Don't, don't, don't you speak to me of the old magic. I was there when it was written. For some of these, yeah. Right. So in animation film, he appears in Justice League The New Frontier, Batman Under the Red Hood, Justice League War, Son of Batman, Batman vs. Robin, Batman Bad Blood, where Dick being Dick says, that makes them nunjas, <laughs> referring to nuns with katanas and M60 machine guns. It's <laughs> my favorite line in that whole movie, because Batwoman makes a comment about them. It's like, huh, that'd make them nunjas. Because, you know, that was, that was the most Grayson thing ever. That is the most <laughs> Grayson thing ever. <laughs> so he also appears in Justice League versus Teen Titans. Uh, Teen Titans is a Jewish contract. Batman, Return of the Cape Crusader, and Batman versus Two-Face. Which were the, I think they were the 60s or 70s uh, live action ship movies mm. that we mentioned with uh, Two Face a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's also in the Lego Batman movie, Batman Ninja. I still gotta see. That's on my list on HBO. Uh, and in Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. I'll say the only reason I don't want to watch the Batman Ninja, like it looks fun, looks fun. That animation style bugs me sometimes. Uh, I'm sure that's probably gonna bug me. Yeah, like, but that, it looks interesting. That like we're gonna do it 3D, but we're gonna try to make it look 2D. I'm like, right. no, no, pick one. Yeah, and I, I've actually rewatched like half of these in just the last week. Because <laughs> that's one thing I gotta say about DC's animated movies. They're really good. Oh, I will say that they're better than Marvel's animated movies. That Marvel's killing it as far as live action movies, but DC was owning the animated movie game there for a like, while. They're just owning the animation. Oh, 100%. Because there's not much of Marvel that can stand up to DC's animation. I was going to say, Marvel was starting to get some speed going, but then they just, I don't know, they kind of just kind of stopped. Like, yeah. it's not even like they like got bad. They were just like, eh, we're not doing animated cartoons anymore <laughs> which is weird right so he does have a couple of video games because uh, I know he's in the Batman and Robin spinoff games uh, he was in the spinoff game for pretty much every movie that he's been in makes sense um, those were on the Super Nintendo those are actually oh. really, those are actually fun games I think I remember those. Uh, he also appears in Lego Batman 2 DC Superheroes. He appears as Robin in Batman Arkham Origins and again as Nightwing in Batman Arkham Knight. And then in, in Injustice as Nightwing. Hmm. Doesn't he show up in Injustice 2, I thought? Or no, he's dead at that point. Yeah, he, he appears in Injustice 2 as lines. Yeah. And, and references. Yeah. That, that is it. Forgot they straight up uh, murked him. Yeah. 
Okay, so, uh, folks, that's it for that. That's all we got for Dick Grayson, the original Robin, and the now Nightwing. So I guess I'm going to ask the question, which I think I already know <laughs> the answer, judging by what I'm looking at across from the table at me. You know, the one character I can finally gear, wear my gear for. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of blue sitting across from me right now. Yeah. But, uh, so you know what, just, just, for, uh, just to humor me, you a fan, Joker? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he is the one thing that keeps me interested in just Batman comics. Because he's always been one of my favorites growing up with him as Robin. And then seeing him as Nightwing. Like He's one of the few comics that I actually own right now. Is a set of, unfortunately, they're New 52. But they are Nightwing comics. Fair. And folks, just to add a little bit of Jimmy, I've known this, uh, I've known my co-host since freshman year of high school, and even back then, he still liked that movie, that uh, Batman movie, because of the Robin character, so. Honestly, that's about the only thing that keeps me re-watching that movie over and over So again. yeah, no, he legitimately does love Nightwing, and you know what? I'm a fan of Dick Grayson. He's a bit of a womanizing jerk sometimes, but honestly, he he's a great character with a lot of depth. I love him. He's very sassy. He is, which makes, which explains why you love him so much. So you know what? I'm a fan too. For anyone that's still listening, you got something out of this? Enjoyed the episode? Or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon? Hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.